And now for our feature presentation. This is great because on the back it actually says this film is also known as... The I'll Watch It Later podcast. Never heard of that film? And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody. Go. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to leave it all in because I'm lazy. It's got here. All right. <clears throat> you complain a lot. Be late more, bitch. <laughs> I love being late. Hey, guys, can you please show up at noon? We got a concert to go to today. And like, For the record, for everyone, all four of you listening, nine minutes. Nine minutes late. I'm just, I'm tired of you guys being late. Like, I'm tired of you. <laughs> I'm tired of working in such a fucking chaotic environment if you imagine <laughs> do you show up to your other jobs late yes god my other job provides me with a safe environment to work in <laughs> well not I'm this persecuted. one all right because i'm white yeah that's it just like the movie you picked anyways let's uh let's do this three two hello everybody and welcome back to i'll watch it later podcast the podcast where we lie about the movies we've seen to our friends and we uh watch new shit every all the time so I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. Oh, wow. which is the, <laughs> I guess the newest way we're doing this. Hi, everybody. I'm his best friend, apparently. Every I don't know. Week, every week it. will be different. I'm I late. can't believe I, I'm so... Uh, whatever. I feel like we haven't done this in like three weeks. It's been like three weeks. Okay. Uh, as always, joined by my best friend, Jordan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> my best friend, <laughs> producer and brother-in-law, Scott. Uh, hello. Yeah, see, it's the same intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't unfollow us. Um, (laughs) Or please start following us. (laughs) One of these days we'll get our shit together. One day, yeah. Not today. Oh, my goodness. It has been a few weeks. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the shows we left you with. I think Taxi Driver was last week. I don't know. I was in Disneyland. Yep, last week was Taxi Driver. The week before that was our snack snack show. show. It has actually been like two weeks since we've... Been together and done stuff. I mean, I've seen you for the last three fucking nights. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's been uh, it's been a couple weeks. I know because I like spending time with my buddy. Yeah, but God forbid I'm nine minutes late. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean it's ridiculous. Read the riot act over here. Can you you can be on time to a movie, but you got to be late to my house. It's like the movie's important. Oh wow! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Scott. Scott's been sick, so I'm about to ask the question. He's going to be like, even though I'm sick, I don't watch movies because I fucking hate everything. Did you watch anything new this week, Scott? I was going to two weeks. I was going to try. And like I said, man, just being under the weather, I just didn't feel like really doing anything. You've had two weeks to watch it. Something besides the movie. I was gonna pick. watch Ambulance because it was on. Oh, it's, uh-huh. We're gonna and, talk about it. And I, and I was gonna try to get that out of the way because I know nope. I knew you guys had watched too it. many TikToks. But I, you know what? I was barely on my phone all week, dude. I just <laughs> okay. I, I last couple days. Just, Scott, I can't believe you good. didn't watch Ambulance Ex- except for the except fact that your wife literally <laughs> told me um, that you were just watching TikToks while the whole time you were. <laughs> So you were on your phone. Short nah. bursts. It happens. Well, you yeah, know. To be honest with you, I didn't watch it either. I I tried to. We had watched a couple movies this week, and I just lost time. I, no, you didn't. No, I did. I had a lot Where, to do. You had plenty of time. So much to do. What did you do? Shit. Ex- exactly. Well, I got to think of a lie. 
I went to a kid's birthday party, but I didn't stay. <sighs> I stayed for like I two hours. I went to Whataburger. Two hours, and then I went to Whataburger. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> life just compounds. And it, no, it just feels it. like you know, a lot. Well, and I, hung out, I knew we were doing stuff all day today. I, yeah. I hung out with Wesley. I, just, I, and then you know I watched it, our movie, Friday. which was nine hours long. Today? Last night. Oh, okay. Well, that's what kind of pushed my week up, too, because... It was, we're going to record this on Friday. So I had to like rush the movie <laughs> yeah. to watch the movie because you could watch it twice. I play like I play ball on one night a week. So that kind of deletes but that whole week. Did you play ball yeah. this week? And I didn't even go because I was freaking, I felt like shit. Right. So I pushed the movie up to Wednesday, didn't do anything on Thursday, didn't do shit on Friday. So, I mean, and then you, you could know, have watched a movie on your television. I just didn't feel like sitting through a movie. <sighs> Anyways, I've had those moments. Yeah, not this week. I've seen a lot. Yeah, actually, so the last two I. weeks I've seen a few things. So. I've seen a ton. So, except for ambulance, <laughs> let's get into it. Ambulance. Uh, I could ambulance. talk about ambulance last. You, you go ahead. I mean, I don't, I, it's Michael Bay. What are you going to ruin? For no, me? I mean at the end, I'll talk about it last because there's better movies I want to talk about. Um, first and foremost, I saw everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, movie is fucking incredible. That's what I hear. Um, I think my daughter went and saw that are with you her friend. serious? And she was like, I fucking hated it. Well, it, They just put it in Queen Creek, so it's like it's now She didn't like it? Accessible. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's the one she went and saw with her friend. And they said that they just sat there looking at each other the whole time going like, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, well. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've heard enough. Teenage girls. I mean, like, some, yeah. like some kind of scene with like, like a 20-minute rock scene or some shit. It's not 20 minutes. <laughs> the dildo fight scene I think they were confused about. Um, did you see it? No, but I've heard a few things. Okay. So. I've been wanting to. It's just, it was, when you went and saw it, it was late, and I just, I yeah, looked at the runtime. Well, I mean, you we were, were like, like, hey, let's do a 1030 on a Wednesday, and it's literally two and a half hours. Oh, and the theater you want to go to is 45 minutes from my house. By the time I would have got home, it would have been two in the morning just to be, I, as much as I really want to see it, I had to just not do it. I and mean, it makes, it was easier for you, and I'm glad you saw it, but I... I couldn't do it. You were it like, oh, the tears, they so they salty. fall like rain. Um, so, yeah, this movie is is probably one of my favorite movies of the year, which is we're going to get into a lot. I saw a lot of my favorite movies of the year this week. It's so good. This, uh, this, 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 this week. week. Yeah. <laughs> I want to pull up some information about it. So oh, if you guys God could preamble. That that. <laughs> um, yeah, so you saw that. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Like They are saying that this does a multiverse type of movie wh- much better than I think a Marvel movie is going to do it. <laughs> I, I believe it. It's it's the kind of like an indie film. I don't know who the directors are. Dan Kwan. Is it one guy or yeah. two? Because I saw... It's not even the right name of the movie. Uh, it was so impactful to honor that she can't even remember the name of the right. movie. So it was Dan Kwan. He did Swiss Army Man, which I know a lot of people are probably oh, okay. hear that. And they're like, oh, don't do that. I didn't he, hate that movie. Um, I didn't hate it either. And, uh, you know, A24. So they gave him another chance. A good uh, kind of a trivia about this is they actually wanted Jackie Chan in this movie. And I'm assuming as either the main character or as the husband character because but they showed up to his house and they were like hey uh let us in no they were like hey just you knock wanna... on his door he he and he, i think his literal quote was like i don't even get out of bed for anything under 10 million and they were like oh, okay well thanks but no thanks so um they wound up getting uh what's his face from Kwan Kei Hui Kei Hu Kwan yep. uh from uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the Goonies. Did you know those are the only two movies he's done? Like he stopped acting after Gro- but, like Goonies. But he was like a DP and stuff for 
uh, Wong Kar Wai. Right. So, you know, he's still been in the industry the whole time. Yeah, he just, he wasn't on screen. And then, like, for him to go from, like, okay, the last time we saw him was, like, Data in the Goonies. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, he just showed, like, when I saw the trailer for this, I'm like, is that is that the guy from Indiana Jones? Like, that can't be him. I haven't seen him in years, and I had to look it up, and yeah, for sure. Like, I he guess, just took, like, a 20, 30-year, you know, hiatus. Right, and screen. I and like I said, I guess he's been teaching film and stuff like that, and he worked with Wong Kar Wai. He's worked on a lot of films. He just hasn't been in a lot of films. But he's actually excellent in this film. He There's a lot of him in it. Um What's uh, James Hong is in this film? Oh, and I love I, him. He I just, know, and that's as much as I'll tell you because I really w- want people to experience this. You don't see him from the trailer in the trailer, so that's kind of a spoiler. But he plays the dad, and he's really good in this. He is finally getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know, you have to pay for those. Yeah, I know. Okay, but still, I mean, even then, like, but you have to be not like someone has to nominate you or you nominate yourself. Or, Hollywood. All this shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Scott with the one word. Fucking self accolades, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I see. I have dude... my star on the walk. <laughs> yeah, you fucking bought it, right? <laughs> but yeah, he's a uh, he's been in the industry forever. Like I love. I mean, every, I mean, for me, it's always him as uh, Lopan from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. It's just like so great. And then when you see him pop up and stuff, it's like okay, this is gonna Balls be good. Of Fury. I know he's nobody likes that movie, but I, I always think, I love that movie. <laughs> I think he's funny in it. So, um, so yeah, I don't want to spoil this for anybody. I want. I think it's one of the most interesting films ever. Uh, I think it should be viewed by everyone, and it totally has that mentality that I always. I think the reason I loved it so much is it has the same thought process I do. Like frantic, it is very <laughs> frantic, like digging in sand. But it's shut up. <laughs> um, that the. The closet of Criterion in my house is still looks like a nuclear bomb went off, and I'm still in the process of getting everything organized. It looks like digging in sand. It looks dreadful in here. Well, um, and, and I, I was watching an interview with I believe it was either the writers and well one of the writers and the director or something where they were talking about like we had so many more ideas of all these different alternate universes that we had to cut that we wish we would have filmed and. It just the they were f- just in that interview. It was frantic, so I can only imagine how just batshit crazy like half of this stuff is in this movie. So once this hits video, you're gonna get a 27 hour. <laughs> oh, I would love. I honestly, I would love a 27. How hour long? Oh, okay, cut. so yeah, never. Mind. It's two hours to, and twenty. I was minutes. just gonna say that's the whole reason I didn't go. Yeah, it's 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 long, but does it feel like a long movie? Because I have some um, thoughts no. on some of the things that we saw this week. And oh, there's some movies that felt like long movies. No, that we see. not at all. Um, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't feel like a long Sneaky. movie. You kind of, it's kind of like you don't want it to end. And uh, like the Northman. Yes, like the Northman, which we'll get into. Um, my thing about it is, I've always said, like, I always come up to you guys with stupid scenarios. I'm like, what if I could rip a door off of hinges and use it as a shield? And you guys look at me like, oh, no, please. that's not, that's no, those are nowhere near the scenarios that Aaron comes up with. Hey, guys, I'm going to eat salads for He's a month. He's like, what if, what, if, what if, like, so here we are at Disneyland, right? So what if I had powers and I just zoomed in and I started killing everybody and I was shooting, like, fucking, like, the, the caramel apples out of my fucking wrists? And, like, what would you do? Yeah, well, what <laughs> I looked over and just unbuckled someone's seatbelt on one of the rides as we're looping. And even my kids were like, would just look at I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> insane. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the That's movie, a great scenario. 
The movie is a lot churl. like that where I'm always like, hey, you know how I see blue? But how, is, how do I know that that's how I interpret blue and not how you interpret like blue? Like you've been colorblind this whole time, but you don't understand no, like, that because no one else. Like the top of that box is blue. But how do I know that what you perceive as blue is not actually green? That green box? No, the top, <laughs> the top of the box. You, you fucking idiot! Yeah, it's, it's, it's clear. For no, it's not. It literally has a blue rim. Uh, yeah. But how do I know that you perceive that as blue hmm. and not green? And but you just call it blue, blue. because that's what has been taught. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of explores all those ideas, and I really, I like that. It's a five out of five for me. Uh, when you, when everybody here sees it. We can discuss it further, but I really don't want anything to be ruined for any anybody. I just think it's worth seeing yourself. Okay. I'll check it out this week. I promise. Okay, cool. And then I also saw Ambulance, which, which I'll talk about later because I want to get into the movies we saw. We saw... What did we see? We saw The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent yes. with Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal... Um, Ike Barinholtz. So God, much. I knew you were going to do this. I love you. He was the, one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, a couple of bunch of no names. Tiffany Haddish was in it. Yeah. I I honestly hated her character. I don't know why she's in everything. Who knows? She did and not then, deserve to be in this. Uh, Ike Barinholtz was in it. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. But uh, that was see because that was my question when I asked how did it feel lengthwise because unbearable weight of massive talent I really enjoyed. But for an hour and 30 minutes, it felt longer. Dude, there were moments where I felt like, how long is this movie? <laughs> and it was good, but I just feel like for such a minuscule story of what they were trying to tell, it felt like it dragged, at least at the beginning, for sure, until it got to the point where he's on the island with everybody. And then it kind of just had some slow-moving parts. I So I'm biased, and I think I don't think it's as good as I think it is. Like... It is like if it wasn't Nicolas Cage, this would be a zero movie for me. You know what Who I mean? Who else would you put in there? Right. You know what I mean, and so this is one of those the green box is blue moments. Sure. Well, no, because <laughs> I I also think the green box is blue in this case because I com- completely enjoyed it. I, I loved had a great time in it. I would recommend people seeing it. But so you're I not can't... selling me because this is a movie that I actually kind of look forward to watching. Um, a lot of okay. So here's the deal. Here's what here's what I this is my honest thoughts on it. Um, the movie, as the, all the meta parts, are fantastic. The parts where he's like, I'm Nicolas Cage. He's talking about other Nicolas Cage. Anything that has to do with movies or the industry is really interesting. The overall story about how he is a spy and has to stop Pedro Pascal's character from killing this hostage and this drug... Well, I looked at Jordan five minutes in the movie and I said, okay, he's not really this. This guy is. And then that wound up being the plot point. I, I mean, I said somebody else. But it was still on the same lines, <laughs> right? And same, same thing. Yeah, it was the same thing. Honestly, if you understand, if you saw the movie, you'd understand. Um, it to that it wasn't great, right? And but all the stuff like there's a lot of him talking to Pedro Pascal about, like I said, the industry and movies and kind of talking about his old stuff. That is a ten out of ten. But when you have to wrap it around this very, very, very like washed plot of spy, and you're gonna, you gotta save the day, and it all works out for you, it it kind of lost me a little bit. I was like, eh, I mean, this is fine, this is a good movie. But so with, with that being said, it almost seems like it would have been a better effort instead of trying to make this a movie to just sit those two down in a room together <laughs> and talk about 
well, Nick Cage's really, old shit. Well, it's not Pedro Pascal. He plays like a, a rich. You're right. But you know what I'm saying? Is like, almost like you like, need that plot detail, but I didn't think you need the underlining, like, you have to be a. A spy for us, yeah, it's Nicholas ge- Cage. It's getting Nick Cage to do the spy work is what I think felt weird to me. Everything else was kind of cool. I mean, there's a good 20 minutes right in the middle where they take LSD and they go through some funny ass shit. Like yeah. they're driving around, they're paranoid that these two random people eating ice cream are <laughs> after them. Hilarious. And like, it's just so wacky. And then they take off running. They try to get over the wall. You see it in the, in the trailer. And then after they get around the wall, do whatever, they see two other random people. And they're like, there they are again. And then they <laughs> so take funny. off running. It's fucking wild. And it's so funny. And you're right. They, they wrap it in this, you know, let's talk about movies. Let's talk about the industry for, you know, they're sitting in a car talking about, okay, this is, this should what happened in our movie. And this was what happened in our movie. What is our movie about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're so high. And I think I love and that I, because... because they're talking about what's literally happening now in this movie we're watching. Right. But I also love that because that's what we do. We sit around and be like, let's yeah. make a movie and how would it go and how would we end it and all this other stuff. Right. I mean, you never do it because you don't have the time or the fun. What if I had superpowers? <laughs> With if I candy, beat a man with a churro right now. With candy apple. And that's I was actually, able to shoot candy corns from but, my nostrils. That'd be kind of, no, <laughs> gross. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's 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 a movie that felt like this is if we were these characters, it would be fun to talk about what we would do in these situations or what's your top three movies. Yes. Or, you know, yeah. what's your influences and things like that. I think the addition of Nick Cage being the subject makes it more a little batshit crazy. Yes. And it's a fictionalized version of Nick Cage. It's not really our Nick Cage. So it's like it's still yeah, know, it's he's still doing things. Movie, but there's still a lot of meta there. He makes there, fun of himself. Yeah, I there's mean, he's a lot of nuts. stuff in there. I mean, not a lot of stuff, but there are a couple things in that didn't work. There's a whole thing where he talks to himself. And for me, that that entire weird. thing did not work because it, there was never any payoff for it. It was never any like... I guess they cut out. I read up on it. Like later on when he sees himself kind of and then he, uh, his younger self punches him. There yeah. was supposed to be like a 15 minute fight scene between the two oh, of them that they cut out completely. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, like he's going nuts to the point where he's having like a midlife crisis. He's sitting in his car at a red light, and a young version of himself is sitting next to him talking to him about, well, you're a movie star. You don't do this shit. You don't do, you know, and like he's the, uh, you know, you're a star. You don't settle for this. You don't do this. And Nick Cage is like, you know, I want to retire. And he's like, you can't. You're Nicholas fucking Cage. And it's, he, it's like a digital de-aged version of Nick Cage being Nick Cage and it it's so weird yeah, they and ca- off-putting they like kiss each other at one point oh way. my god and it's way too long you to tell him Nick Cage smooches good <laughs> yeah that was weird yeah, it's it's such a weird movie like it's it, trying to be a funny like being John Malkovich almost where it's right you know Nick Cage being Nick Cage but it's not Nick Cage it, it's weird I I say see it um, don't think it's going to be out loud crazy funny because I believe the trailers show a lot of the really funny stuff. Yes. But it's a good movie to watch. Like, there's a scene later where they're t- exchanging shoes. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was hilarious. Like, I'm just fucking I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to give each other each other's shoes, and then shit happens. And it's worth the watch. It's Absolutely. It's an, it's an yeah. hour and 30, hour and 40 minutes. Like I said, if some of it feels longer than it should. There's a cameo at the end that we both were confused that I happened. Was so confused. And then, like when the tra- when the credits came up, it was like, oh, it is this person. And I'm like, holy shit, that didn't. It just threw me off. And yeah. 
but it's I, it's fun. It's I'll a fun movie. It. I'll own it, and you can watch it when I own it. Shocker! But uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, can, uh, can insert a terrible. I'm movie just saying it's done the same thing. I right? don't want anyone to think that I didn't like it because that is not the case. It's I hard. Just it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, and I wouldn't say it's like the greatest movie ever made. Like everyone's kind of touting online because there's too much uh, amateur plot in it for it to be that. But all the Nicolas Cage meta stuff is. A five out of five. The rest of the story is about a two out of five. So I mean, it's a pretty, take it for what you. It's will. a pretty heartfelt story when you get to what the real whole point of it is. It's just it's it's yeah. But looking into it, he doesn't. He's been divorced five times. He doesn't actually have a daughter. No, you he's know. two sons. <laughs> yeah, I know. How well? Another kid on the way. I get apparently with a. Go Jap- ahead, say it. Japanese chick okay. who's. <laughs> who's, who's Thirty-seven years yeah, younger she's than really him. young, and apparently they had to have a um, like in vitro or something. No, like no, no, no. Um, a shaman, tra- a translator on the set so they could communicate. Isn't that weird? Interesting. Oh, that is super weird. Hey, hmm. love, love conquers all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure love <laughs> and not age. But no, I mean it's fun. There's a moment where he goes into Javi's uh, movie room and. You see things from way like more Mandy. cleaner than mine. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's organized. <laughs> it's got a statue of Nick Cage in it. Yeah, but like one day this will have a statue. <laughs> God willing, I'll have Scott build me like a <laughs> fucking glass, take it to the wall, and I'll put Nick Cage in it. That'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. I think it, it, it's a fun movie. I think it's about a three. It's a little bit better than mediocre, but it's definitely not the greatest movie out there. But I really enjoyed it. Right. Like it's weird. It's hard to describe this movie. For being what it is, right? And then we both saw the Northman. Let me remove my pants before I start talking about this. So movie. <laughs> the Northman is directed by Robert Eggers, and I, me and Jordan, like we fucking bonded over the lighthouse. Like I think we at one point talked about getting matching tattoos, I'm still, which I'm still down. I'm for. like I'm not against it. Yeah. I just haven't had time. Um, but so this movie comes out, and I'm hearing it's Lion King, it's Lion King, but it's it's visually great, Lion King. It was so much better than the fucking Lion King. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it is all like Norse mythology, you know, poetry, spoken word, time period. And yes, it is Hamlet. I don't care. What? I don't give a <laughs> Halfway it, through the movie, it, he looks at me and goes, zero out of five for no put Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> um, but, you know, even I think his name is like a... Uh, a spelling of Hamlet. Hamlet? Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like Hamlet. Omelette or Hamlet. Yeah. yeah, something like that. And it's just straight up Viking fucking craziness. But it's not over the top, is what I would say. It's it's The story is very centralized. It's very like, he has a goal. He's going to accomplish his goal. He's going to use Norse mythology with Odin and you know all that stuff. The Valkyries and... You, a lot of that comes into play. A lot of that is visualized. But it isn't like him putting on fucking Viking helmet and going to a fucking, you know, village and just killing everybody. There well, that's is the first of, 20 minutes. That, there's <laughs> some of that, but there, it's not like overdone in my opinion. It's not like that's all it is. The, the, it's, it kind of took a weird turn for me, like, after. So, you know, he's, the basic storyline is, is that, you know, he's this kid... Uh, was waiting for his father to get back from you know Viking raid or whatever. The father comes back. He's been injured, so he's kind of putting his kid through the rite of passage to eventually take over as king. Well, the king has a half brother, a bastard brother, who eventually you know because we all know this the plot kills the the king. You're boring, Scott. Trying to kill the son, and the son gets away. So instead of 
going after I'm, listening to you, I'm just gonna keep going after <laughs> after his uncle he 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 just flees you know shoot to 20 years later he's it with another group of people 20 it's something i mean he i mean we got to think uh the the brother's baby he was like was 16, probably in his early 20s i thought 16 17 because no, they're young oh, fuck him he died anyway. yeah, <laughs> ruin that. um but he goes away and then he kind of they they do this really fucking beautiful village raid and and it, i say beautiful it's fucking brutal like it is they burn the, the they burn, burn a the fucking kids. building full of children and it's just but the way it's shot and the way it's done you're following it's romantic you're following the character and then for a minute he's off screen but the camera's still kind of panning over and you're hearing everything you're seeing stuff happening and then all of a sudden he's coming on screen so like the timing of it on screen yeah that's later um, <laughs> with his jizz. So they, they much, pillage the women and rape the horses? Much, much laser. Later. Laser. <laughs> much lasers. God, the Norseman was great. Um, but, like, just... It's the, got it lasers was, Norseman. It's beautifully shot, like, the way it looks. And then he finds out his uncle got his land taken away, and then he's up in Iceland. So he's like, I need to go after him. I, you know, I got to deal with shit. Bjork said I have to go. <laughs> I, I, I wish I were kidding. Yeah. So he goes off, does the you know the whole thing, and I thought the story could have been wrapped up so easily. He gets to the farm, he has a moment where he could kill his uncle, and instead, he decides to torment the man. And it's fucking another hour and a half of just I'm gonna do some crazy ass shit. Night fuck. blade. Oh fuck it, that's my new dude. Name. There's literally a blade that can only be unsheathed at night. Like at <laughs> one point, a guard's trying to take it out, and he can't do it during the day, so he just throws it. But fucking it, it works. Hamlet gets up at night and he fucking unsheaves that thing, starts murdering people, everyone, dismembers people, and fucking opens people up. It's it's so it's such a beautiful and violent and crazy ass movie. It is it probably has, one of my favorites. So it has far. some of the best set pieces I've ever seen. And what I mean by set pieces is not sets that they built around, but almost like the land and stuff. It was almost like a natural ge- geographic fucking episode well because the movie takes place in iceland on a farm so yeah. there's literally like four buildings made of like fucking thatch roof and yeah. and that's it and everything else is just the big vistas you get a volcano in the background and it's just it's the way it looks is just beautiful and the colors are very muted at first it's very kind of dark and then it kind of brightens up a little bit when they get to iceland and then it, it, it's just and I don't even think we're doing a good job of no. explaining it because I you think you would it. have absolutely fucking loved oh, it. Oh, I told him I'll go again. Yeah, and I would go again just for you to see it because it's honestly probably my favorite movie of the year right now. Um, and that's over Batman and that's over you know, I know. a lot of things. But it was incredible. The soundtrack is very, you know... Beautiful. Haunting. It is. It's it, the whole movie is so fucking good. I, I there's a scene when he's going to get Nightblade that I thought was one of the coolest fucking things I had like ever a seen. Zombie King guy or Don't something. Ruin it. No, I'm, I'm ruining it. <laughs> but if, for me, it's like one of those movies where it's like you feel Zom- like there's something mythical happening, but it's not. It's very an exaggerated. It's like almost like someone's telling you a story, but they're exaggerating the details of that story. Yeah. And it's it's just so good. It's such a departure from the lighthouse, just visually. Like he's like, finally, I got a bigger budget to play <laughs> around a little I bit. Think, I think but he still kept it very small. I think the lighthouse is great visually. I love that movie. Yeah, as well as this. I think it's just done differently. Like one is meant to make you feel claustrophobic and isolated, mm-hmm. and this one is made to be like oh this is epic so this is how it looks and I, according to the internet 
uh, I guess it's not doing, it's not performing very well because it's got the whole like, oh, right, people are taking it over because it's all oh, white Jesus. and fucking they're adapting the. It's in Iceland. This, what the fuck yeah, are you I supposed don't, to do? No, dude, but I will, I hate that the right people are not seeing this and just boosting this up because I, I cannot believe how good this fucking movie is and right. no one's seeing it. And then it's just going to make me sad. But I guarantee you in 20 years, people are going to be like, did you see this? And I'll be like, yeah, I saw it in the fucking theaters, asshole. But, you know, it's even even with because like what you hear on the Internet is such a small fraction of people and idiots that are out there. Yeah. If a movie is good, people will go see it. No, that's it, not always true. The though. word of mouth is going to hit, man, because I mean, that's what like if people came to me and were like, dude. Have you seen this movie? You need to go see this movie, man. It is so good. It's so violent, dude. It's like it's the fight scenes are. It, people are going to go watch it for just sheer word of mouth because that's how a lot of movies are. Uh, I mean, you, these popular movies. I mean, that's why these popular movies are popular because you know, like, oh, you see, fucking The Rock is in this movie. Oh my god, he's so fucking good. He blows shit up and he he jumps off skyscrapers. And, and people are like, yeah, so let's go much. to the movies. It's, that's but that's how it is, and if it's if it's a good movie that is a movie that will appeal to people, people are going to go watch it. It's weird because this movie has such a big cast, but feels like an indie movie. Yeah, my, like it feels like a, just a big it. budget indie movie. Yeah, the uh, fucking Mon Calamari, yeah, her eyes all wide. I don't care, she's so hot. Anna Tyler Joy, I think is her name. Yeah, oh. Anya Anna Taylor Anna, Joy. Anna like Taylor that. Joy. Like uh, there, I was way <laughs> off. Oh, Samsonite. Samsonite huh? <laughs> I was way off. So. <laughs> So in this movie, there's a, a lovemaking scene, and I could kind of almost see Aaron kind of leaning forward, like, oh, is she finally going to do it? No, and then boobies. she covers. So then they're laying there, and then she's kind of turned back towards you. You kind of see the, you know, her butt and stuff like that. And he goes, okay, okay. And then she starts to turn over, and I can kind of just almost see him leaning forward again. And then they and then strategically move arms to cover everything. And here comes TikTok you Jesus. Can, you can hey, almost, what are you looking at? And it sucks because there was no one really in our theater, but you could almost hear her go, Damn it! <laughs> I think I did say that. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, I highly recommend this movie to pretty much everybody. Like, please, yeah, go it see can it. be violent in parts, but it's not so graphic throughout the entire movie that you can't deal some, with like, some of the really moments. brutal stuff. And then there's some stuff that you're like, why didn't it show that? Yeah. So, and that was kind of a weird choice. Yeah, but I, it worked because early on in the movie, Amlet, the kid literally takes a sword and cuts this dude's nose off. Yeah, he does. Which is great because he survives, so later in the movie he's older and he's got no nose. It's fucking great. He's like Voldemort. Exactly, or like Skeletor or something like that. Yeah. But, but there are parts where they're raiding the village. More that, like Voldemort. Yeah, where he's raiding the village and he takes his axe and he's like hacking somebody and they don't show it. So it's like they do pull away from some of the more violent parts. Like you could have shown that. Like when he's headbutting the dude. There's a point where if you'd have kept on that guy's face, it would have been like Game of Thrones with the mountain beating the shit out of somebody. You know what I mean? Like, there are weird things that happen. Like, for me, I was wondering, why did the dude in the games go after the kid? Like, there, he knows he's not playing. Like, just story-wise, it made no sense other than to progress oh, I, his standing in I the slave I think because quarters. he was just a brute guy who was just like, fucking oh, I don't person. care. This is my chance to fucking beat up anything. I need to look that guy. I think that was the mountain. Like, his name was like Bjorn Half Bjorn or something like that. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. Gotcha. It looked like him. I, I haven't looked it up yet. But, yeah, I... 
I love this movie. I want to go see it again. <laughs> Me too. Um, I also so and then last but not least, I saw the I saw Ambulance. Fucking Michael Bay doing his <laughs> Michael Bay shit. And what I mean by that is he goes strictly back to the '90s. He's like, oh, I want to make The Rock again or something, but not great. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people are saying this is a great movie. It's it's not. I'm gonna Who? let Who? no no. Let's I'm, call them out by go name. ahead and look it up online. <laughs> I think Letterboxd is like at a four or something like that. Whatever. That's fine. Um, is it a fun movie to watch? Yes. That's so here's the here's the thing about it. Uh, Gyllenhaal is f- a 50 in this movie, and he is cranked up to a 50. And I feel like Michael Bay just walked up with a sack of cash and said, listen, Jake, uh, I just need you to act like bonkers. Fucking- I call you Jake? Yeah. Uh, a bonkers <laughs> crazy guy in this. And uh, that's pretty much it. And your brother, who's played by, I can't remember the guy's name, from Candyman. Um let me look it up. Oh, it's a uh, Yale Mateen something. Yes, yeah, he yes. was uh, in he was Black Manta in Aquaman. Yes. He's been in a few things. So they play brothers, and yes, he's a black guy, and Jake's a white guy, and they're brothers, and uh, they start off with this like bank robbery that's going really well, but these two cops, one of them's like in love with the bank teller, so they has, he has to go back, and he he his partner pretty much. Is like you need to go back and get this chick's number, but that's right in the middle of the bank robbery. So Gyllenhaal's playing like this, the straight like oh, I'm the bank manager, and oh we're in the middle of moving some money, doing a special count, and he's like oh, I just really got to get this chick's number. My partner won't let me leave. Fucking power boner. It's I, no, I it's the dumbest thing. Like any cop would be like, all right, I'll come back in twenty minutes, you know, or I'll I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> like we're close, get yeah, out of here. But the guy was like seriously like persistent, like I must come in there and talk to this. Uh, Chinese girl, and the reason that's funny is because Gyllenhaal like goes straight for like the most racist Chinese name because he goes, "What's her last name?" And then uh, he gets it wrong, and that's how the cop kind of figures out and kind of goes bonkers after that. The ambulance is then filled with some incredibly hot smoke who you've never heard of because it's a Michael Bay film, and it's, uh-huh. it has to be some fucking Megan Fox type who <laughs> who apparently can perform surgery, a very hard surgery. While the ambulance is going 60 miles an hour down the fucking interstate. And I guess Michael Bay found the power of drones. Because this movie is the droniest drone that's ever (laughs) droned. Like, he is like, every shot needs to be with drones. There's got to be drones everywhere. Drone it up. Um, And there's some, like, tender moments in this, like, where him and, like, I don't know that. I'm never going to get that black guy's name. But Candyman. uh, He's uh, (laughs) What a weird movie. He's, uh, they're like listening to like sailing, like while they're like being chased by the cops. Uh, what's, oh, fuck, hold on one second. I gotta look it up real fast. Um, you can banter while I. No, I want to hear this. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, the chick is I, Isa Gonzalez, Isaac who I've Gonzalez. never even heard of. Yeah. And his name is Yahaya Abu Mateen. I don't, I hope, I don't want to fuck that up too bad. Well, see, that girl that you're talking about, I think she was in, uh, let's see. Uh, baby driver, bloodshot. Oh, yeah, but like she she's was been the, in stuff. Yeah, she was the Hobbs and Shaw. You know what she was in Baby one. Driver? She was the girlfriend she was the of, I think John Hamm. So um, at one point, so my biggest problems with this film, and like you asked, is it fun? Yes. My biggest problems with this film is like Garrett Dillahunt shows up. Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a character actor. He I've was, seen him in a lot of things. He was the dad in Raising Hope. Yes. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And he was also, but he's been in everything. He's been in like No Country for Old Men, uh, fucking Deadwood, uh, all sorts of stuff. He 
shows up and he's like, I'm the guy who's the best police guy ever. I am a <laughs> special victims, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm going to take these guys down. And at one point in the movie, he disappeared. You never see him again, ever again. And you're like, <laughs> what? what the fuck is going on? And you know, we're watching this right what, after. We're what happened to right? the fucking greatest <laughs> guy? Oh, yeah, we can do that. So, um, it's uh, you'll find out what happens to him, but it, he just disappeared. Like we're gonna hot dog. You, you think that he's like super important to the plot of the film? He was in the trailer. Like and he looks like he was like the man, the guy with the doing the manhunt. No, it, bro, <laughs> it, up, it he does. He does the manhunt, but he does not finish the manhunt. He's the one controlling the and, um It's just it, it's bon- like I said, bonkers, batshit, crazy. We'll watch it right after this. We'll watch it right on TV. Um, but it. I just, it wasn't a good movie because it is a Michael Bay film. Hall is really good in this film. Uh, I loved him in it, but other than that, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I thought it was I very s- interesting, though. I saw the drone footage. I mean, it feels like, if done correctly, this could be a really good tool. Um, I was looking at some of the stuff where I guess they hired like a competitive like drone racer kid to do it, and he's on set, and he's like, well, yeah, Michael Bay came up to me, and he's like, okay, we're setting up this shot. I need you to fly that drone right under the police car as it's jumping and do all this stuff. Oh, you have one chance at it, by the way, and you don't fuck it up. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And he nailed the shot. I mean, it looks it looks neat. Like, the the way he can get that drone into some spots is really cool. And uh, Hall was saying, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing to get used to when you're so used to how filmmaking is made and all of a sudden you've got this thing in your face going, and it's like, you know, this kid's dropping this thing off a building going real low, getting into the bank, and he just does this stuff, and we're supposed to just kind of keep going. It's weird. And and that's the one thing about it. I think it relies too heavily on the drone stuff. Because it's a gimmick. Because at one point, you're watching it, and you're like, okay, that's a drone. That's a drone. Why am I getting all these drone shots? Like, it right. doesn't even make a lot of sense. Like, uh, the, the car chase, the chases are, like, they could have ended the chase immediately but they they choose to let him go and i feel like it was just because buddy was like i have this is my drone budget and i need to use all the drones and uh and we're not leaving until they're all destroyed and i've he's got a new toy to play with yeah and it's it's like jj abrams with the lens flares it's like everyone finds the one thing that's really cool and then they want to exploit it as much as possible this is not the only time we're going to see drone footage used and there's a scene he's going to be the guy the beginning of this movie where he's like i want you to remember i'm michael bay so this circle cam is about to fucking go <laughs> all the off. time, and they it's it's was it dusk? Was it getting dark, or was no, it early in the morning? They were inside a warehouse, and it's Gyllenhaal talking to his brother, and the circle cam is so crazy, and I'm the only one at the theater, so I'm laughing. He's like, and I'm gonna get sick, <laughs> and I go, and I go, we get it, Bay. Fucking circle cam. Like, you can't... It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, it's Dutch angles, down yeah. low at an angle, seeing, you know, people come up, and it's uh, circle cam, and it's Dude, like he only films either early in the morning or right when it's getting dark. Wait until you see this fucking <laughs> circle cam. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a... it's a That movie's a two at best for me, uh, and I'm and I'm giving it a higher it. score because Hall is so fucking good in it. Um, but if you... Please don't run out to the theaters to see this. Support something like the Northman or everything everywhere all at once. Uh, but if this comes on your, you know, your soap or your fucking voodoo or whatever, and you want to, you know, you're just chilling on a Saturday night and you want something bonkers to watch, absolutely throw it on. I'm just saying, don't. <laughs> it's not you know, heavily on the plot. Yeah, don't fucking <laughs> push yourself. 
All right. Hold well, on. That, I saw something. Holy shit. Because we've had two weeks <laughs> off. So I had a whole week when Emery was here. That's I, great, because I don't want to talk about your movie at all. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I watched Sonic 2. Oh, that's right. I forgot you saw that. It's just been so long since we've actually recorded. It's been forever. Sonic 2 was fun. It's a fun, stupid little movie. Like, I think that first movie had so much hate because they released that trailer that looked like it was a fucking garbage monster of a Sonic the Hedgehog. But it was really good. Um the second one improves on a lot of the animation. The characters were great. Idris Elba was great as Knuckles. It's Jim Carrey being crazy Jim Carrey. I'm just going to talk over whatever you guys are fucking <laughs> doing over here. Um, side business. Side business. Um, I, I, I honestly... Let me produce, goddammit, Jordan. It was just one of those... I'm, I'm glad they made a sequel. They set it up for a third one, and I'm kind of hoping they do well by that, too. Like, it's just a fun movie. Like, I think, you know, Parker would love it. Emery loved it. Like, he, Don't tell me what Parker would like. Parker, you know, he sticks <laughs> shit in his mouth. He'll be fine. But, no, it'll be great. I mean, I, I think you would like this movie. I Being will like it. I will, I will watch it. I just stuff. wasn't going to go see it alone. Be creepy, oh, fat guy that's in the fucking theater watching <laughs> Sonic alone. Uh, oh, I, Knuckles would never do that. <laughs> God. God. What, what is going on here? See, Actually, the Knuckles... reason he calls him Dr. Eggman is because it was a Japanese name. <laughs> Robotnik was an American name. I'll tell you a story uh, real fast before we get into your movie. Uh, I once went and saw Teen Titans go to the movies. That's a fun one. All by myself yeah, at an weird. AMC. And I, I did 100% get looks. <laughs> and I said, never again. Maybe wear pants next time. <laughs> and, he uh, looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> sitting in that like pile of kids. Right. And, what, and the one thing you guys don't understand about me is I absolutely, like, I love going to the movies with Jordan, but if Jordan won't go or Scott won't go, I'm still going. I enjoy immensely going to the movies by myself. He's like, fuck my family. It's a three-movie Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and I, always, I always ask permission, but... Uh, I yeah, it's pretty much like I'm gonna go double feature. I'm gonna go see what's out, and um, I don't mind going to the movies by myself. So I'd go see Sonic by myself, but I just not after the whole Teen Titans I, go. Into that, I wasn't going alone. I always love when you have to go somewhere. Or you you know your weekend has stuff going on, and something has come out because literally last weekend you went out of town. And it was, I'm going to go see this on Wednesday. Oh, what are you doing Thursday? I'm going to go see this movie. And then Friday, I was like, I'm going to go see these two movies before I go out of town for like three days. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Just yeah, breathe a little bit. No. I Don't be there. No one's, you're not going to get off the internet. You won't see what everyone's saying. You'll still see the movie. I didn't even watch the first Sonic. It, it's fun. It's it's a lot with us. It's a lot no. better than it should have been. Did we I was, see I, the first Sonic? The, I watched it on Like TV. the Sonic thing never really, it didn't attract me because I was, I wasn't a Sega guy. Like I was, I was, See I was the Nintendo go. guy. No, we saw Sonic together. We did not at like a pre-screen. We did or something. not. Yes, we did. We didn't. See, I, I'm telling you right now, the only time I saw Sonic when is when it came out, like on Amazon Prime or whatever Who streaming the service. Fuck had, did I go with it? That is a weird question because I def- by yourself. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I know for a fact me. it was with Jordan, but he just refuses to admit. Was the other? I'm telling was you right the now, other guy? I never saw. Yeah, I don't know. We won't talk about him. No, it wasn't him. <laughs> no, I, I, the only time I saw, I never saw Sonic One in the theater. I saw it at home with the kids because it came out on streaming. So I'm like, okay, I'll we'll watch this movie. I, who the want, fuck did I see Sonic <laughs> with? Jordan? I don't know. It wasn't me. I'm telling you right now, and I, I wouldn't lie about this. I had never seen the first one in the theater, so that's why when the second one came out, me and I, I told Emery, let's go see it. The first one, 
Are you sure? The original trailer came out, and I'm like, I will not see this movie. I think we were going to go see it together when it came out. It, this was like right as movies were starting to come back in theater, dude. From I'm, COVID and all that crazy I would shit. Be willing, I'm gonna look it up. I did not see it with you. I'm telling you right now. It, it, it was like you wouldn't saw it because I remember you telling me Are you, you going saw to the archives. It. You, didn't, you didn't see the the uh, like a pre-show or pre-screening. You went like in an like on an afternoon like randomly when it came out. Like if, what was it, April of 2021, 20? No, I definitely saw it at night. Okay, who did I see it with though? I can't wait for these receipts to come in. If there are receipts, <laughs> I'm not going to spend all day looking. You saw this. you definitely saw it at Harkins, I think. But I definitely saw it at Harkins. Yes, but, but I know I didn't see it in theater. Um, I wanted to. Like, after they fixed the animation when they fucked up Sonic so bad in that first trailer, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this nightmare? <laughs> they fixed it, and it looked okay, and I was like, ah, I don't really care to go see it. And then you're like, no, it's actually pretty good, and then I watched it. Oh, because you kept giving me shit. It's back when we were all on a, a thread together and we were talking. You're like, fans of people of like of Olive Garden would love this movie, because they, they <laughs> mentioned the, in the first movie right. Olive Garden literally a thousand times. Maybe I saw it with Kim. Maybe. But that doesn't make sense because we wouldn't have. I don't love her enough. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because Parker was born by then. I don't know. But and I know. Well, maybe you had a babysitter. I don't know. But no, I, I know I definitely didn't see it. But you definitely told me how much that Olive old Garden. general dude would mention Olive Garden, which he does again in the second movie, of which course. is kind of funny. It's just like a throwaway, but it's kind of funny. But the second one definitely improves on all that. Jim Carrey is fucking great as Weird. usual. But yeah, I definitely didn't see the first. Whatever. Episode. Anyways, I'll figure it out. Well, next episode, we'll talk about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, when he finds out that I was right, or who you actually went to see it with, I don't care. Who cares? So much no one cares about this. Uh, okay, cares? so let's finally get into Jordan's film. Jordan, what film did you we watch for you this week? We watched the Alec Guinness starring Bridge on the River Kwai. The adventure they'll all be talking about, as long as the motion picture screen has the power to thrill, to excite, to amaze. The winner of seven Academy Awards and 27 International Awards. From the makers of Lawrence of Arabia, The Bridge on the River Quiet. I am the commanding officer of this camp. You British prisoners have been chosen to build a bridge across the river Kwai. If you work hard, you will be treated well. But if you do not work hard, you will be punished. that must be seen and seen again for the suspense of its drama, for the courage of its fighting men, for the humor of its story. I thought you were the enemy, sir. Well, I'm an American, if that's what you mean. Men on a desperate mission, seeking a moment of peace, never free from fear and danger. Now you can see it. From the producer and director of Lawrence of Arabia, the magnificent adventure of our age, best picture and winner of six other Academy Awards. 
including Best Actor, Alec Guinness. Best Director, David Lee. Sure fucking did. <laughs> wow. I need to make a request. No, go just. I'm not going to talk about the movie quite yet, but here's the thing. I need to make a request. Stop. Stop this. <laughs> you give us fucking Where Eagles Dare and then this movie. Like, come on. We we've already we could just just copy paste where Eagles Dare. I did I did I did kind of defend you in a in a right because I said I go hold on we we were talking you don't about know what it. I think about the movie no I no, just, no I know I'm, I I kind of know I'm just saying is I did defend because we were talking back and forth because he said you know like oh have you watched this movie yet and he's like oh, it's so fucking long dude he's like Jordan picking these fucking war epics and I said I get why he picked it though I said I get it this thing won like seven Academy Awards it was man. highly regard it's it's I'm, still highly regarded as one of the greatest movies ever made I've been reading about it. It's been, I've seen other media talk about it. Like Parks and Rec, one of the main characters is like, this is my favorite movie in the world. I watch it every year. It's been out there enough to where, I mean, the whistling, when they're whistling that. Yeah. It's been parodied even in uh, Spaceballs. Like that is such an iconic thing. Why wouldn't this be something I wanted to pick? I know because I you picked on where eagles dare. You should have given us time to breathe. No, <laughs> it's not. It's ridiculous. I don't. You wanted Oscar movies. I gave I, you a yeah. quintessential Oscar movie. Whatever, man. I just you need to. You need to. You get. You're like I have to pick the most eccentric and weird I, shit on the fucking planet. Like it can't be normal stuff. We watched a Korean fucking serial killer movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like. If we're gonna try to do mainstream, then this this podcast doesn't make sense. We want things that it's not a, mainstream. I, I just all I'm saying is that this is something. It's one of those things. Like if you want to do Bridge on the River Quiet is the most mainstream you could get. But I'm not saying mainstream or not. I'm saying things that we haven't seen that we should have probably already seen by now. Taxi Driver, great example. This is another one of those I should have seen years ago. I probably would have never brought it up again. But it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are iconic movies that. We should have probably seen by now. I'm forty, almost forty three years old. At some point, I should have watched. Well, you're Bridge gonna die Ride. watching these movies because they're so fucking long. Uh, Epics. Yeah. All right. So, what, tell us what you thought, man. No, you, no I want to hear what you think first. <laughs> okay. Um, I love this movie. I thought it was great. My problem with it is it's way too long. Uh, and there, and like I, and I did talk to Scott about this already, but it doesn't matter because we're on the show now. But, um my only real issue with the film is that it there are scenes in this movie that are long that do not necessarily need to be there and what i mean by that is there is a incredibly extended scene where they're all celebrating at the end of the film that goes for about 25 minutes with no dialogue i don't need that in 2022 it does not need to be done anymore uh i think that a lot of the stuff on today's standards is considered wooden it, the, a lot of the acting, a lot of the, you know, the story plot itself is very wooden, straightforward, whatever. However, I thought it was very interesting. I liked the beginning of this film a lot. I liked the whole Geneva Convention. My, 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 uh, Put my, in the hole. <laughs> my guys are not going to work, but these guys will work and you can put us in a hole, but they're going to help you. But my officers are not going to work. It says it right here in the rules. And I just would respect it if you would, you know. 
do the rules. And I liked that whole back and forth power struggle when he's like having dinner with him. And he's like, I got to kill myself and all this other stuff if I don't finish this bridge. And, and then about, I don't know, an hour and 35 minutes into this film, it becomes a completely different film because they're on that fucking island that he escapes to. And it's like, oh, the first girl shows up and the dude doesn't want to fucking go back there. He just escaped. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm out. And I liked, I liked it. But my, my biggest problem, my biggest issue with the film is there's, there's a part where they're just wandering around the woods and it's very long for no reason because apparently in 1957 they did not have editors. Film was cheaper then. <laughs> Just film everything. And that is my biggest issue with this fucking movie. It's like I could have easily gotten this movie done in half the time if I didn't if it would have just been the dialogue scenes and the and the plot. But no no, we have to run around the the fucking the jungle for fucking an hour and not say a word and that just i don't know it bothered me <laughs> well in this and so this is what i was saying earlier too though is is just to kind of make a point is we have been inundated with film and cinema you know different styles of directing mm-hmm. um you know acting shots uh you know cinematography all this stuff is like we've seen a lot and a film in the 50s, how did this film, you know, how was it portrayed in the 50s as opposed to somebody... Clearly the greatest movie Right, of all as opposed time. to, like, us watching it now, you know, here we are in, you know, 2022 watching a film from the 50s that had all these accolades as considered a great film. And, and I think there is a lot of disconnect between where we sit now and watching and revisiting some of these older films, especially when we go that old. I mean, I'm not saying it's that old. I mean, you're talking the 50s, but it's like... Yeah, but you, okay, you know, so if you think about it, though, my brain still thinks the 90s just happened. That was 20-some-odd well, years ago. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Me like, too. it's very... It's an old movie. <laughs> like, not, you know... It, it, our attention spans have changed. It's, it's we not need not even... something to happen every three seconds to keep us engaged. I'm not saying you, and I'm not saying us in this room. I'm just saying as a whole, so... The movie style and the movie making is different. What we see on screen is the the studios probably had less involvement, you know, in in what the director wanted to put on screen. The there's not a lot of these business decisions being made. You've got William Holden at his prime. You've got Alec Guinness who won was it Best Actor in this? Like he the the you got to get these guys on screen because you're not gonna see this guy in a movie probably for another three or four or five years. You know what I mean? Like the the space between when you see these people was much bigger than what it is now. Where, like we were talking about Nicolas Cage, I guarantee you, you could throw a dart at one of your movies on this wall and hit something with Nicolas Cage in it because they. In, I mean, he talks about it in Unbearable Weight, where he's constantly in shit because he views it as a job. It's a thing. These guys were actors. This was a craft to them. So they they film these big epics. And for me, the way I'm comparing it and the way you're reacting is my reaction to Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in the West. It's the same movie. Not plot-wise, but it's a long movie that they're like, I want to film this Vista because it's there and I can't. I didn't feel this in Once Upon a Time in the West. But that's the how first I felt. Time the, wor- the first time I watched it. Right, but that's how I felt with that movie where I felt that was way too fucking long, but it was a good movie. This, to you, is way too fucking long, but it's a good movie. It's the same 
principle where they just filmed everything. Yeah, but I, I don't. I understand what both of you are saying, but my problem is uh, if you're sitting in the theater in 1957 or whatever, and you're like, you're you're sitting here and watching these guys go through this dark jungle and for 25 minutes, I guarantee you're not engaged because there's but nothing. That's to, all you why, had. But why? There, there was nothing no to engage with. There's th nothing. There, it doesn't drive the okay. plot in any okay, way. Okay. Here's the thing: we had no internet. We had no books. Were different. We had no TV. We had no other outside link to the outside world. A lot of these people that were in the theater watching this were seeing exotic locales that they had never seen. They can fucking film a bird on a branch for 20 minutes, and these people, as dumb as they were in 1950 fucking 8, would have been okay <laughs> with it. I'm just saying, like, it's a, it's different, a different time. We have yeah. way too much information in our heads. But, it, but we I are do comparing have to say, movies everywhere with everything. For, in today's standards, there's a there's a lot of probably there's a lot of unnecessary what I would call filler in this movie. I agree, and it is. And again, I didn't look anything up. I didn't know who was in this movie. I did, I just I threw it on. I didn't throw it on. I searched for it first. <laughs> right, and then right. I was like, fuck, I got to pay two ninety nine right. to get this movie. Jordan's like, hey, we should really look up that uh, future I was like, releases. God damn it. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it, you know, and I'm watching it. And, and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of invested, but I, I'm also kind of like checking my phone at the same time. Right. So I'm like half watching it. And then Alex Guinness hits the screen and I hear his voice and I go, oh, shit. It's, it's Ben old, Kenobi. It's Ben. Ken oh, you mean old Ben? Yeah, it's old Ben. <laughs> and I'm like, so then that kind of it kind of redirected my ship a little bit. Right. And I and then I was kind of into it again. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit and kind of watch the movie. And I liked his character. Yeah, overly and, British general. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it got so I would say like if the if you're if you're taking this movie from a whole, if you chop it right about the three quarter mark, the movie gets really good and the story progresses at that three quarter mark mm -hmm. everything else before that almost almost seems like you could cut that out and you would still get the same story nah, like i feel I, like you cut it down to maybe 20 minute introduction it, to right. this character and then throw on that back half after william holden escapes and then they have to do this like big yeah let's blow up the bridge plot you know See, what I mean? I, and i disagree with that i thought the whole beginning was great i, I liked, liked i liked all that i like right i'm just saying I like it's showing a lot the british military like even in wartime being captured they're still like holding ranks and all that stuff i thought all that stuff was necessary for the plot of the movie i thought that was very interesting apparently it's a big part of the book too it's all about like you know during wartime getting POW'd and it was a lot different back then because there was the whole Geneva Convention stuff and you were uh, captured but they had to provide maintain you rank. with yeah maintain rank and provide special stuff for you and I, I thought that was all incredibly interesting my, once again my only problem with this film is the nothingness that is involved and that doesn't mean it's a bad film I just personally didn't understand it it was frustrating me like I'd get into it and then they would they would cut to two guys wandering around not t talking or anything it's like okay well then go back to where you were at and let me know what's going on there because i thought building the bridge was interesting i thought uh, you know when he's when he finally does get out of the hole and goes to, like search a you know goes and like inspects his men's work and he's like wow you guys are fucking shitty at building the fucking bridge you know like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. are you doing and uh I mean, we trained you one way but now we need you to be engineers yeah, idiots. and uh and I, I liked I liked all that. It's just I I just 
I well, was yeah, so and you're looking at it a lens frustrated of with this film. how you know movies should be made nowadays versus... I mean, it's not even like the whole short attention span thing. It's just most people wouldn't sit there and focus on two guys walking through the jungle. But you could probably find older movies just like that from the 50s and the 40s where they do almost the same shit. Where there's moments where they're just trekking through the jungle. It's like, fuck. Well, but like, again, it, is, it's because they just didn't have that shit on the screen all the time. My, so they had to do it. My thing about it is, is like... Like he said, where he was like looking through his phone. I didn't feel the need to do that until it was a super long scene or something right. that didn't add to the plot or anything. And then I would find myself looking at my phone, and then they'd start talking again. And I'd kind of be like, "Oh shit, what I missed?" Right, right. And I'm like, "Why? I don't want to feel this way watching a movie." Because most of the time when we watch the movies, I do. I try to put my phone away. Right. I turn it off. You know, or I put it away from me because I do. I want to be involved. I want to be able to be able to have a conversation with you guys i don't want to just watch tiktoks and whatever like scott does um i i want to be able to be involved with the movie and then i caught i caught myself doing that because the it was just so lengthy in time with the fucking with those those things and that and honestly that was my only only real problem with it i was i was even at, i had to finish it at work and i was i'm sitting there like come on man like can we I can see the timer. We're almost there. And you still have another long where they're just looking over the ridge at just people not doing anything. And I'm <laughs> I'm like, this. I got to work. Like They they did that kind of shit in Where Eagles Dare, too, I noticed. I know where it's like they, they were did, looking off me. in the distance. I'm like, oh, great. It's a mountain. Please turn the camera. Like, there were moments like that. Um, okay, so aside from the length and aside from, you know, some of that stuff, what did you like about it? Like I, I told you. I, well, liked, just saying, I liked the interaction. Like something specific. I liked Alec like, Guinness. I liked. I, I loved the dinner scene. Yes. Like I when they were said, talking I mentioned about, that well, when I, I first know, started talking about it. This is why I liked it. It was such a dynamic shift where Guinness is like, you know what? If we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We're gonna not going to half-ass this shit. We're going to do it the British way. And if... You know, once we're done and once we're gone and this is all over, this will stand as a testament to the fucking British you know, ingenuity. And then, like, he almost just takes over and, like, Saito's sitting there, like, just fucking getting his ass reamed <laughs> about, your guys are dumb. You can't build in mud, you big moron. We're going to go downstream a little bit. We're going to build it. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be amazing. And it's like, oh, okay, here, you tell me what's going on. And then one of his British guy gets up, starts talking. And he's like, well, hold on a second. How does that work, can, though? Can we, the... get some, uh, can we get some tea? Great. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. And then, oh, you know what? Hey, can, can we work through dinner? Sure. And then, like, Saito's just sitting there going, shut the fuck up. I'm going to fucking kill you. But he knows he's right. Like, And it's, it's such a weird dynamic where... Um, Guinness's character, you feel like he's trying to maintain some civility and some uh, a sense of order to keep his men from going insane in this harsh condition to almost working for the Japanese army to get this done because he wants the British to look good. How? And it's such a neat way to do that because he almost becomes a villain, but he's not. Well, no, he does. Well, I mean, he, he does, does but at the end, he realizes he got everybody killed yep. and fucking and that's why he falls on the plunger. But I my um my real this is a real question it's a train track correct mm -hmm. uh but they can just put it the bridge anywhere they want i thought train tracks go to one i'm place. sure they had to direct the tracks to okay. where the you know it went i mean i'm sure there was other things that we're not watching they probably filmed that we just didn't watch it <laughs> i'm sure i'm I'm sure we'll through the jungle. I'm sure when the, the 4K went. comes out, we'll get the 16-hour fucking. Cut. Well, I, and that was it. that was one of the things in the movie that I absolutely loved. The movie was is the ending train scene because I'm thinking to myself, man, for Practical. a 50s movie, 
this bridge explodes and this train just goes flying off this bridge. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is I think that's a, a really famous good scene. Or yeah, this is a like really that. good scene for a, like a 1950s movie. Like right. this is a big budget scene as far as you know and i kept thinking to myself i'm like okay was this like did they do this like miniature wise yeah, is this it, a model yeah you know because you know, this is not something that they do in these big budget you know or these 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 big epic movies where they're you know they're they're blowing up trains and stuff you know and it's it, it, was, it was it was it was fascinating to me to, yeah. see, to see that that was what probably one of my favorite parts of the I, movie. I thought the same thing it was like oh man like they had to do things practically we rely so much on our technology and it, it for the a lot of it it works and then it's like it feels like it's real but then you also know it's not so there's that weird feeling that eh. but this was practical and you know everything is practical everything has to be done physically whether in a miniature form or big form and i think just the way it looked it looked like they blew up a real big ass bridge right the or at least something scaled fifty thousand dollars to build construction began before anyone had been cast that's crazy and then that's just I, I i like that kind of stuff like everything that's why some of the older movies are just so fun to watch because everything has to be done practically mm-hmm. like you can't rely on technology to do this kind of stuff i liked the idea that you know they were able to wire this bridge up they were going to blow it up and the only reason they they or their plot got picked out is because the water level went down, like the, the river, water. the the water fucked you up. And he, again, this is like, wait a second. And the only reason he cared is because he didn't want his legacy to get blown up. And then he realizes after William Holden gets shot, he's like, oh fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, and then I love the that part of the film. And- yeah, that's that's what I was saying. That he kind of becomes the villain because he's like he's so. But at the, he's at so the, single-minded in what his goal. I, is. I think it's more like PTSD or like kind of like identifying with your yeah Stockholm syndrome, identifying with your captor. Um, I don't think you know because clearly he realizes what to do at the end. Because even at the beginning, he's like, "Oh, we can't escape. That that could be con- we were ordered to you know surrender. So any chances of escape could be like you know." disobeying an order and it's right. all he's all about orders and stuff like he's that very british so I'm, like so british. yeah so i'm thinking that he just he kind of started identifying with his captor who is also just following orders well well and some of the stuff that i looked up with is this this the sato character yeah. is is based off of a real character or re, like a real wartime person mm-hmm. and a lot of the a lot of the stuff coming back was that he was actually very very easy to work with hmm. with with his captors is that he was like almost like a fair individual. And I think that that's why they were able to kind of create these characters as like, Hey, we're willing to do stuff for you because he didn't treat them like dog shit. And he was, he listened to his captors and the people who, you know, the, the POWs that he had, right. Listened to him, uh, you know, talked with them and they were they They kind of felt comfortable around him. Yeah. Because the character, William Holden's character, at the beginning kind of like is digging these graves and doing all this stuff. And then, kind of talks his way into being into the infirmary area yeah. so he doesn't have to go off and do other shit. And he, he's figured out how to, you know, game the system, you know, do something nice for Saito and this will get, but he paints Saito as this sadistic, crazy fucking guy. And you kind of almost see that word that you get all the men dismissed after Alec Guinness gets all the ranks in, leaves him in the, his, uh, you know, the officers and they're about to fucking probably mow all of them down and the doctor comes running up and he's like, there's too many witnesses. You can't play this off as like, oh, they were trying to escape. We were able, we had to kill him. He was just going to murder the guy. And then, you know, he feels like he gets walked all over through the rest of this movie. So it's kind of a weird character shift 
where Guinness kind of feels like he kind of took over and like he's calling the shots from behind the scenes and it's it's weird because you're right it's like that Stockholm syndrome shit where it's like he's now he wants this done he wants to see this to fruition Mm -hmm. and it's like that's uh, like I it this movie is a lot different than I expected it to be like plot wise like I thought it was almost like a dirty dozen type or a, you know, things you like thought. that oh yeah I'm just kidding. <laughs> all 30 people um, but it just it was f- for me I wouldn't say it's not fun to watch but it was I'm glad I watched it it's not a repeat watch it, you're right there's a lot of just long parts where I, I'm not gonna lie I did fast forward a bit and it's just I had to get through. I didn't even have the balls to do that. <laughs> I did. I just was like, I'm like, oh, oh they're just they're, this is gonna go on. So I went up ahead and I'm like, boop. Oh, 15 seconds later, they're still doing it. Boop. Oh, 15 <laughs> seconds later, they're still doing it. All right, so I'm completely justified. Thank I'm not you. saying you were wrong. <laughs> know, I'm, just I'm just saying, saying. like, you know, he, my mindset is, is this is the time that they did <laughs> shit. I can give it a pass. I still find this to be a very good movie. You give it a pass because you fast forwarded. I'm a jerk. <laughs> All right. So what would you give it? Um, I would say about a, f- I would say three and a half. I mean, it's better than most. I'm not gonna watch it again. Um, I'm gonna buy the 4K. I'll probably watch a little bit on some of the. Actually, I think I have pre-ordered already that and Lawrence <laughs> of Arabia, which is another one I've. Please never don't seen. pick that. Oh, we're fucking watching it, Peter O'Toole. Jesus it's next Christ. week's movie, uh, but. At three and a half, like it's it's a it's a worth watched. It, it's worth watching to me. Like anyone who's into film, anyone who's into history of film, and just the overall pantheon of movies, this is a you need to watch it at least once in your life. I'll fight you if you pick Lawrence of Arabia. It's three hours and forty two minutes long. Can't wait. Ooh. It's gonna be our summer pick. Oh, that'll be terrible. <laughs> we're, we're gonna watch it all together in real time. Oh, but three and a half. I, I would say like it's three VHSs. Would you give it? Scott? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking double. Uh, you know, it, again, I think we beat beat this down. It's got a lot of long parts. It's a long. The movie feels long. The story. So long. The story is good. Um, I enjoyed the ending. So everything so kind of came together. It feels like it just ended. Like. Explosion happened. Things happened. The doctor's yeah. like, madness, done. madness. Yeah, done. And then it just ends. You know, I, I like the way that he <laughs> he takes over and then realizes, oh, fuck, man. Like, I, I fucked up. And, like, I should just end this whole thing. You know, it's it's a three and a half. I, I mean, it might might have been more if if it was trimmed up and, like, tightened up a little bit. And, you know, I mean, it's that's kind of where it was for me. So we're all going to give it a three and a half. Yeah. I don't need to. I already. Said, oh, what do you think? <laughs> I already said what I thought. Uh, it's long. Don't watch it. Watch something else. Watch it. But if because you, there are, if there you feel are, the need to watch it, then go ahead. I, I don't give a fuck. But I'll never see. Which is thing. weird. Okay, so the, the weird context here is that this movie was about what three and a half, three forty, something like that. Yeah. The Northman was the almost the same runtime, and the Northman felt different. Like it just felt- because it felt like it progressed. Like the Northman felt like the ending was rushed a little bit. Like I felt like everything kind of happened, and then here's the end. Lake of Fire. Yeah, right. But it's weird to think that that movie didn't feel two and a half hours long. At, at one point, I looked at you in the theater and was like, I don't, I don't want, want this movie to end. Yeah. Like, I want more shit to happen. And this felt like 
four hours long. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if the Northman included scenes of him just like wandering around in the woods and with him not doing anything, I would have hated it just as much. I you didn't like, want to see him walking across Iceland? No. They showed some of it, but they knew when to cut away. Yeah, like They're exactly. like, oh, look, there he's walking. No, we're done. All right. We're already there. Scott, <laughs> so to finish off Oscar month, what is your pick this month and the Oscars that it was uh, nominated and won for? Uh, well, I, I give you the one. It was, uh, this is Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Ooh, what year? For 1986. For 1986. This is a actor. drama oh, slash, they call it sport. I don't know if I'd <sighs> go that far. Uh, is this a Michael Caine movie? This is no. no so this is a movie that I we I kind of we were throwing around a, a while back, and surprising, none of us have seen this over the top. <laughs> uh, yeah, with Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> and <I love> it. <laughs> uh, this movie is has has some 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 stars in it. Uh, we got Paul Newman. <sighs> we got Tom Cruise. I know this. Okay, I got Forrest Whitaker. I got some John Turturro. Bruce Whitaker. I didn't know he was in that. Movie. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, directed again, which I didn't know, by Martin Scorsese. This Suck is from 1986. I will. <laughs> he makes good movies. It's like our third Scorsese movie. I know. From 1986, The Color of Money. Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, in a Martin Scorsese picture. He's got the eye, he's got the stroke, he's got the fling. Vincent's the best. We got a racehorse here, a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me. I'm your partner. I love this. I made money. I lost money. I got half of me that says I got a hold of the best thing that I ever seen, and half of me that says it just ain't worth it. Why'd you take a walk? 500 bucks says you choked right now. You used me. Yes, I did. I'm gonna leave. This is Fast Eddie Felson. Who the hell are you? 25 years ago, I won my share of medals. It was over for me before it really got started. I'm hungry again. See some heavy legend action. I won his best game. You want my game? You couldn't deal with my game, Jack. You're outmanned. I'm gonna beat him, you know. What makes you so sure? Touchstone Pictures presents... You smell what I smell? Smoke? Money. The Color of Money. Well, I'm actually very excited about this. There's a movie I own on DVD. Yeah, I know. Come at me. Um, <laughs> it's called Pool Hall Junkies. And this it was directly made because of this film. And uh, I love Pool Hall Junkies. I, it's probably one of my favorite films of all time. So, And I've never got sat around, got around to watching The Color Money. I think one of my blind spots in a lot of my movie viewing is I don't think I've seen a lot of Paul Newman movies. So it's weird because like he's oh, such an iconic have you actor. Seen Cool Hand Luke? No, 
Oh, I, I that's what I'm saying. I've like I've seen that, and it's very good. Like so, he's been around, and I, oh. I think I saw Butch Cassidy in the Sundance. He's in that one. Right? I'm gonna have to back up, pause everything. Did you? I, we have to go back to River Kwai real fast because <laughs> I brought this up yesterday and I completely forgot. Now I remembered the Shining reference. Did you get the Shining reference, or am I just crazy? Is that in a lot of things? I what? Am, what are you talking about? Saito at one point goes. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That's that's a that's a. I mean, if that he put that in there in The Shining for that reason, I don't know for sure. I'd have to look it up. Stephen I, King obviously did, probably did that as a I reference. I tried to, it. to look it up. There is no reference to it at all. But I just thought. I mean, the whole all work and no play thing. That's been a common. But he literally thing says from, makes Johnny a dull boy, and I was like, what? I don't know. So I just thought that was crazy. Anyway, sorry to steal your thunder, bro. Um, just so you know, the cat, the Academy Award nominations, Academy Award Best Actor in a Leading Role, Paul Newman, Academy Award <clears throat> for Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, who was in The Abyss, Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in Motion Picture, Paul Newman, Academy Award for Best Writing Adapted Screenplay, Richard Price, Academy Award for Best Production Design, Karen, Karen O'Hara, Boris Levin. Golden Globe Award for Best Supporting Actress in Motion Picture, Mary Elizabeth Mastrano. National Society of Film Critics for Best Actor, Paul Newman. And I'm kind of intrigued now because I'm looking through this not knowing. This is almost like a sequel. Yeah, it's to, to uh, The Hustler. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's its own standalone thing. Right. So, But yes, it is. I knew that, actually. Yeah, see, I, I've never looked into this movie too much, so I don't really know much of the plot. I don't, they play pool. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's just pool. And they hustle people. <gasps> so Paul Newman, he yeah, he's a hustler, and he apparently wants to return to pool hustling. Gotcha. So knowing that he can't do it because of who he is, he he takes on Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's character to teach him how to hustle, so he can kind of hustle through Cruise's character. And gotcha. They, so what you're saying is that an old old card player finds a young card player. <laughs> And then gets him to run the the hustle for him. Oh, okay. I think we've seen this movie. <laughs> what is it? That one we picked with you with the uh, fucking what's his face? I think it was Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, Heart Eight. Yeah, it's no, the same. No, it's it's not, sounds like the same. Plot. I don't think it's the same plot. <laughs> Probably with less prostitutes. Yeah, oh, and less John it. C. Riley. Point five <laughs> down. <laughs> we liked Heart Eight. I did. Yeah, I did. I'm just oh, saying, like, it just sounds like the same plot. Like, aging uh, guy comes in, used to be top of his game, and now gets the younger guy to start doing this shit. It just, it sounds like a plot for a lot of things, but it just reminded me of that. I think in watched. the in the in the universe of plots, there's only so many. Well, yeah, I mean, and they just there's you just 36. Have to, yeah, I've yeah, heard of that. Yeah, you just have to kind of tweak them a little bit. Yeah, like, like I said, we just watched the Northman, and it was just Hamlin and the Lion King. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> All right. just, that's pretty much it. So next week, guys, we will have The Color of Money, and then after that, we will have some kind of snack show for you. We are finding it hard to find the snacks, and I'm well, not getting this type. We, we just, I, don't, I, think it, I don't know if it's finding hard. I think we just haven't. Finding hard. We, the, it's been, the it's Scott been, Levy story. It's been <laughs> a busy kind of last couple weeks Viagra. for a lot of us, and I don't think we've been actively looking. I looked the other day. I went to a few stores. And I go and I look, but it's not like I, I think like we have been in the past. So we're kind of throwing oh, around okay. the idea that we <laughs> might do something special for the snack show, but, uh, you know, we'll stay see tuned. What, yeah, stay we'll tuned. See. We don't even know yet. So. We're going to go down to Tucson and eat snoring dogs. Fuck off. <laughs> we were all we're gonna wrong make about a, that. We're going to make Aaron's, a long trip. We're, we're going to go down to the dogs. same exact place, and Aaron's going to wear his ice uh, uniform. And no, it's gonna be- <laughs> 
I don't have a nice. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get fucking faster service. <laughs> I'll get my hot dog before uh, everybody else. Finally. Why would I wear an ice uniform? I'm kidding. It's a joke. okay. Because uh, it's all all righty then, everybody. We. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will, like I said, we'll be back next week with Color and Money. I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. And Scott. This is I'll Watch It Later podcast. Big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, see you later. I didn't think he was going to do it. <laughs>